Get your popcorn ready because it's time for a movie watching party on Asteroid G. You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Josh Schaefer. And Queen B. You, you guys don't have any ranks or anything? No, I was going to say a uh, New York cab driver, but... <laughs> Which is on topic. I'll give you credit for that. It's on topic, yeah. 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 <laughs> we are talking today for this watch party about the Bill Murray classic comedy, quote-unquote, uh, Stripes. A movie that I think I've actually seen once before this, and I completely forgot I'd watched it. Uh, and apparently, Josh, you actually love this movie. I don't love it. I didn't say I love it. I love parts of it. You said you've watched it a lot. Josh, I've watched it a few times. Your love of it. Come on. I've watched it a few times. <laughs> okay, so Stripes is a very loose, raunchy comedy in the vein of, I would probably say, like, Caddyshack and National Lampoon's Animal House, things of that nature, you know, different kind of setting and so forth, but in a way, kind of very similar, like slobs versus snobs, but the snobs are the officers and the slobs are the guys serving in boot camp, as opposed to slob versus snobs, uh, uh, the rascally frat house versus the principal, or like slobs versus snobs, the low-rent guys versus the rich caddy people. Mm. The golfers. So... It's in that same vein. It's Bill Murray and Harold Ramis. Uh, yeah, John, John Candy. John Candy and Judge Reinhold. Reinhold. A bunch of fucking people in there, including John Larroquette as one of the snobs. Um, yeah. But like, uh, the, Warren Oates. Sean but, Young's in it. But the uh, two main characters are Bill Murray and Harold Ramis. And they are down-on-their-luck guys who can't make it work in the real world. So they decide the best thing they can do is go, like, get their GI Bill on a regular salary by joining the army. That is the setup, and then hijinks ensue, basically. Right. Mm -hmm. Very, very loose hijinks. This is a very, like, formless, plot-light movie. Yeah, there's not really much plot. It's just, I think it kind of has the same, and, and this is a weird comparison to make, and I know, but I feel like it's pertinent. But it, it kind of draws some parallels to me with uh stanley kubrick's uh, uh full metal jacket a little bit actually i could i well it's it's, it's interesting i can kind of see that aside from the opening where we actually learn about the characters before they join the military it's not a bad comparison because you get like two major chunks there in the military and then immediately outside when they're serving uh and like they have one specific mission it's just like a comedic version more or less yeah, and I think that both movies kind of suffer from the down same downfalls where it completely falls apart when they're out of basic training. Um, I, mean, I would well, argue it never really... You can really... look at joining the military. It's an Ivan Reitman film, so you're going to uh, get the the silliness that Ivan Reitman puts into all of his films. Yeah, which I appreciate because I love Ivan Reitman. I mean, okay. if we want to be fair, even like Ghostbusters is a largely formless movie. It has absolutely no plot outside of what's going on with Sigourney Weaver's character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as much as it pains for me to admit that. <laughs> I know. But... I know. You like that. Like the second one, for all its flaws, definitely has much more of a plot going on. But the first one is really just, let's do a bunch of sketches about Ghostbusters, since we're all SNL people, and then at some point we'll just end the movie. And that's kind of how Stripes functions as well, I just, except for the fact that it doesn't really feel like it's sketches. I don't know, like, 
I didn't really enjoy Stripes. I haven't, I, and I went back to it the second time, I think, knowing that I hadn't really remembered it or enjoyed it the first time and hoping that it was just me. But I didn't enjoy it, and I didn't enjoy Animal House, which came out around the same time, and honestly, I didn't much care for Caddyshack either. I don't know that I'm primed for this kind of, like, loose, formless kind of parody, but just, like, antics sort of movies of the time period. Well, maybe it's because, Mike, you understand that the military would never let any of this actually happen. None of it. Yeah. None no. of it. Yeah, you had to suspend the belief a little bit. Plausible is what. Oh my god. Which, yeah. which is what is funny, but it's actually yeah, it would never happen. So therefore, your suspension of disbelief doesn't work, and well, that's yeah, why you're no, not enjoying I, it. There, there's like early on the the two guys before they're even like in the military meet these two female military police, which, okay, female military police, I'm not even going to try and argue about that, even though they have long hair that they don't keep in buns. Whatever. Let's move on from that. I, I, I know enough that that was already wrong, but, like, at some point, they fall into a romance with these two military police officers, and even if they were the same rank, which they're not, I'm pretty sure they're still barred from having a romantic relationship with military police, and vice versa, because of the power they have over people. Like, I'm watching this whole thing going, none of this can, this can't, this can't happen. Why are you, no, this is wrong. What is going on? And I, like, okay, I admit, I couldn't invest in that plot line at all because it was just dumb. Yeah, I, I knew, I know a couple of MPs and they're very no-nonsense people. Like, yeah, they, I, I can't imagine them skirting rules, especially like break-ins and going AWOL. Like, yeah, no. No, and I mean, even if the guys had lied to them and said, oh, no, 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 we're just, we're, we got, like, quote-unquote shore leave, although it's not shore leave because they're army, not navy, but we've got leave right now. Um, let's go to Germany where we're legally allowed to go and hang out for, like, a couple days. And by the way, we stole this army, like, Winnebago. How do you tell these girls that you have the army's, like, top-secret Winnebago without them sitting there as military police going, well, now we have to arrest you and throw you in stockade? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah. Because that's the, that's the whole third part of the movie. Like, the set, the middle part, which is the prime meat of the movie, is them, like, doing their antics while they're doing boot camp. And I will admit their antics didn't entertain me because they didn't really... I don't know, there wasn't enough jokes, and they didn't really do much. It's like, look, yeah. at, these, look at these really poorly trained guys try and do, like, the obstacle course. That was, for me, that was the height of the humor. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. The whole movie yeah. just didn't work for me. I, I like I said, I like the parts of it. Like John Candy's always fun to watch, mm -hmm. but but that movie just like it kind of came off the heels of Private Benjamin, and I think they wanted to do a, a a man version of Private Benjamin. But I don't know. I it's don't a, like Private Benjamin much yet either. But it is a very leering dude movie. That is for sure. Yeah. Especially in the extended cut with the extra nudity thrown in. I'm just like, wow, oh. there's definitely a male gaze to this film. Yeah, it's oh, just yeah. the Absolutely. army version of Porky's. Yeah, <laughs> army <laughs> version of Porky's, there you go. You know, that, yeah, that's I actually, that's, that that's an interesting way to put it. Because, I, I mean, I have, I did mention a couple there, Caddyshack and um, Animal House, neither of which thrilled me. And I, I just feel like I'm not the right kind of person for those. But, like, Porky's is another one that came out in this era, one that I actually haven't seen. Uh, unless, you know, you're flipping through it on TV and you go, I don't want to watch that. And you just keep skipping, you know? Um, so, but it's the thing of, I haven't seen that, but I'm kind of curious now how it measures up and if it's if really in the same genre or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, one, that one has that certain, like, you know, 
it's obvious about its leering gaze, so you just know what Porky's is, you know? Yeah. But you're right. The favorite scene is their, um, I guess, their graduation, where they all kind of... Yeah. They do oh, yeah. at graduation. That's the best scene of the entire movie. I agree with that. It has energy to it. It has energy yeah. that mo- most of that movie was lacking. Right. Yeah. Like, I love Bill Murray, but he he's very hit or miss, especially his 80s movies, because like, like nostalgia-wise, I remember Meatballs, for example, being a great movie, but as an adult rewatching it, I couldn't get through it. Okay. And I kind of had the same thing with Stripes when I rewatched it, like... The second they left uh, uh, basic, it was just like, I'm done. Yeah. I can't finish it. Like, I couldn't suspend uh, my disbelief. I mean, I was at least I was at least happy with the third part of the movie when they like stole the Winnebago and went out because at least the movie finally fucking found a plot line. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They they go off and the rest of their crew tries to chase after them. Then their crew gets crew gets trapped in Czechoslovakia and they have to go and save their crew and blah blah blah. Like. Yes, that is great. That is actually a story right there. Then, they, of course, the movie ruins it by giving them medals for saving their crew instead of, like, throwing them in prison for eight years for st- stealing a top-secret military tank. Like, yeah, which, like, if they never did that, they would not have had to do any of the movie. Exactly. Like, like, the whole third half of the movie doesn't even happen at that point. It ends when they graduate, and yay! Which maybe would have been a better ending. Yeah. I don't know. Would have been a shorter movie, that's for damn sure. <laughs> They would have been thrown in prison for probably life for stealing military secrets. The oh, yeah. EM, what, EM-50? Yeah, I think it's the EM-50 was the big Winnebago. The big Winnebago. Yeah, I mean, it was just a, basically a VW bus with weapons strapped onto it. More or less. But somehow was, uh, could not be stopped by any of the Soviet Nothing. military. Yeah, and, and if you noticed... Huh? Yes. Yeah, and if you noticed... The paint job survived. Like, the, the metal of the slats and so forth, like, they took some, like, heat damage. But the paint job itself of that vehicle, top-notch throughout. Mm-hmm. So, good job, Mako, for <laughs> doing a great job on that. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the, this is a movie that definitely survives, win, win or lose, on the charisma of its two leads, uh, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis. And honestly, of the two of them, I kind of felt like Ramis was more entertaining here. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, he's got he's got a dry humor that works well, and he can stick to the line readings and actually like mine humor from it. What little there was, I I kind of feel like Bill Murray couldn't invest in this, what was going on, or couldn't find the charisma to make what was going on entertaining. I don't I don't know exactly. There's just there's a flaw here, you know. Yeah, no, it's one hundred percent true about that. Mm. Well, here's some interesting facts about the movie. So, it no. budget was ten thousand to make estimated. Oh, oh probably, that explains a lot. Well, that's opening, probably opening weekend was six grand. That's or uh, sorry, six million. They they got six million their opening weekend. Okay, so it was ten grand to make. That was it. Ten million. Okay, that's a bit better, but that's still low. That was probably in it's... part. I, if I had to guess, that would be because that they probably had the U.S. military backing it, which is often a thing with Hollywood productions. Uh, you say you're doing a military movie, you can get the U.S. government to give you a bunch of shit for free so that you can be pro-military, blah, blah, blah. Which, despite everything else about this movie, it actually kind of is. Yeah. And they filmed in yeah. Kentucky, so it probably wasn't that expensive to film there. No. 
Cheap, no. cheap, cheap tax breaks, film on a t Kentucky military base, get the military resources behind you. Yeah, that all works. That tracks. Their gross was just over $85 million, so... Bill That's Murray. Crazy. They did yeah. make their money back. And then some. And Bill Murray's allowed to continue to act. <laughs> Which, um, he's not bad. He just doesn't really have yeah. anything to do. So, good for you, Ivan Reitman. Good for you, making a largely formless movie that at this point doesn't hold up and no one likes anymore, and still making $80 million off of it. Yay! Uh, he used that money to I make really the superior thought, Ghostbusters. <laughs> I really thought that uh, before I went and rewatched it, I really thought it was Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray again. <laughs> I realized I that it was Harold Ramis. I really want to make you mad, Josh, and be like, you said the superior Ghostbusters. Like, he wasn't involved in Ghostbusters 2016. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not wrong, um, Mike. This movie does kind of die after the whole base basic. What little what little energy it has, it dies at that point. It finds a story, but loses all sense of reality and humor. Yeah, honestly, I wanted a certain kind of maturity. It's kind of hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly wanted to watch a full movie of Harold Ramis teaching immigrants English. <laughs> now, it does say, and the details for this off of IMDb, if you guys care, that it's also known as Cheech and Chong Join the Army. <laughs> Despite Cheech and Chong not being in this at all. <laughs> exactly. Huh. No, Weird. You are right, Josh. If we could get, like, a version of Harold Ramis from this time period doing, like, Dangerous Minds, but his version of it, that would be fucking hysterical. Yeah, because oh, that was my one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Was yeah. just it's like, what is this? That was great. <laughs> I I enjoyed the shit out of that. And the thing was, if you paid attention, despite the fact that he was terrible at that, uh, he was successful in his job. Exactly. Unlike Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Although I do appreciate Bill Murray having a like pretty much a breakdown, driving a crazy person. <laughs> that felt a like, little too real, honestly. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh, well, I've been there before. <laughs> you can tell Bill Murray certainly has. <laughs> it's like, I worked retail at a at a cell phone <laughs> store. I I get that. Yeah. Well, ironically, after that, Harold's life was pretty much Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ghostbusters and a bunch of films that no one cares about, like the well, last one. Well, remakes or... Uh, Evolution. films, yeah. Yeah, he directed that. Yeah. And Groundhog Day, he did that. Yeah. A majority talking, of it is uh, Ghostbusters, Meatballs, and Caddyshack. Two, three, four, SCTV, Groundhog Day. But most of it's Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's, he that's did analyze that as well, I think, didn't he? And, and he's also doing post-production on uh, Ghostbusters as well. Yeah, <laughs> everyone who's still alive that was involved in the previous Ghostbusters is in some way working on the new Ghostbusters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yay. I guess I'm just kind of glad they didn't decide to make a sequel to this movie, because, ugh. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know what they would have done, or how they would have done that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Th neither one of them would have been able to last in the military for any length of time. No! Mm -hmm. No! It, it would have either been like watching them get slowly court-martialed over time, or Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> it's like a try to watch well, Doctor Strange Cruise love. in um, Maverick. The oh, top, no. Yeah, Top Gun. Top Gun. It's like, how is he still a captain? Is he not? I mean, he's been in the military for 25 years. He should have made something better than captain by now. 
Did that movie come out already? I I no, that's just oh. the um the It doesn't trailer. matter. It's the premise the of it. Yeah. You, you're, you're sitting there going, Heathrow should have either spent the brig, spent all of his time in the brig for the last twenty five years because he's a maverick. It's fucking his name. <laughs> or or he should be like admiral of like the entire fucking military at this point because it's Tom Cruise and then launched like World War Five. So like yeah. I agree I still with you like, on that. I huh? still like to- Top Gun though, it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. I I I no. No, thank you. <laughs> Goose, no. Yeah, that's true. He he died, Mike. Have some respect. Nope. It's it, it's no longer too soon. <laughs> Goose didn't well, thought... die. He just snuck off and joined ER. <laughs> exactly. No, he died in ER too. He did. He did. He did. He, he... <laughs> Brain tumor. He did. Why hey, do I remember that? He didn't die. In Revenge of the Nerds. That's true. Which has nothing Fair. to do with, with most of what we're talking about, except it is a raunchy comedy, a comedy of the same time period. Also kind of sketchy and Ra- weird as well. A little rapey. Yeah. Like, there's something about all of these raunchy comedies of this era that's just like, wow, the male gaze is hard, and it feels a little rapey. Yeah. Yeah. The 80s were a different time for sure. Like, a lot of the <laughs> stuff I've, that, that I rewatch now, I'm just like, oof. This is, a. Uh, this is, this is not me too friendly. No, it's not even me one friendly. No. Kind of understand why my mom didn't want me watching this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm pretty certain I didn't want to watch this now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. All right, so I think we're good at this point, guys. I, yeah. Absolutely. I'm good. All right. This has been Not So Live from Asteroid G. I am Mike Finkelstein. I'm Josh Schaefer. And I'm Queen Bee. And we will see you next time.